2: 1994 AFC Championship game, Buffalo, New York. An overtime win against the Steelers in Arrowhead. The snap is a good one. Ball put down, the kick is up. End over end. It is. Hey! is a city hey! The Chiefs are going to Houston. What a game! I can't believe it! Got the cold chill back a 21-point fourth-quarter comeback in Houston for the divisional round. Double tight ends, handoff, Marcus, Marcus over the middle, first down run, 20, 6, 8, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! God, I love this game! The only thing that stood between us and destiny, the Buffalo Bills. I was just a rookie, but walking into that stadium, I was sure we were going to the Super Bowl, behind Marty, Joe, Marcus, Willie, Derek, and Neil. Montana was whacked hard and is down down. and not getting up. Holding on to his uh, face mask and in terrific pain. Joe is, as I said, he is not moving. 30 years later, here we are again. We're in hell right now. Believe me, we can stay here or we can fight our way back into the light we can climb out of hell. And just like the last time, we're the underdogs. That's right, underdogs.
3: The inches we need are everywhere around us. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces
2: for that inch. Two rings, two MVP trophies, and, well, 13 seconds. The kick is good! it's going overtime oh my gosh this is the most perfect quarterback play maybe ever i mean this is unbelievable back and forth to the end zone for the win he caught it. ball game chiefs to the championship game it's time to right the wrongs of 1994. look into his
1: eyes now i think you're gonna see a guy Who will go that inch with you. Hell
3: yeah. You're going to see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're going to do the same
2: for him. It's time to hit him in the mouth. It's time for payback. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the difference between winning and losing. Chiefs. Bills. Sunday Night in Buffalo on 610 Sports Radio and 106.5 The Wolf. Hit somebody in the freaking mouth. I'm not afraid.
4: I'm Let's do this another day, another dollar, another edition of The Drive. You're listening to The Drive on Sixton Sports Radio, SixtonSports.com, and the Odyssey app. My name is Carrington Harrison. Very excited to be here as we get ready for Chiefs and Bills and the divisional round of the AFC playoffs. Let me give you an itinerary of what we have planned today. Coming up in about 10 minutes, we'll be joined by Hall of Fame Bills wide receiver Andre Reed played in four Super Bowls. He will be on the show coming up in about 15 minutes to help pre. Preview this game between these two teams. We also are going to be drawn by Nick Wright of FS1. He will be on the show in the three o'clock hour around 345, four o'clock hour. Nate Taylor will be in studio. Really excited to be here today and preview this game between these two AFC rivals. We got a lot to get into over the course of the next four hours, but you guys know how we got to kick things off.
5: Time on the drive, Carrington. Dial me up right now. Caller number six to 913-586-7610. They went a pizza from our friends over at Pizza Tasio. Pizza Tasio is Kansas' City's best New York style pizza, and they've taken over the town. They lovingly use 100 percent whole milk mozzarella with all organic tomato sauce with locally grown fresh ingredients, all made by Casey guys who both know and love pizza. So, whether the mood for a whole slice or maybe even a full pie, you should have now at That's pizza, tasci
4: I need you guys to do me a couple of favors. Number one, I need you listening to The Drive each day at 2 o'clock right here on 610 Sports Radio. I also need you to tell one friend. You don't have to tell two friends, but if you want some of the best pizza in Kansas City and the best playoff coverage in town, then keep it locked in right here on 610 Sports Radio. This clip that I am going to play for you guys to begin today's show is one that has sort of been on replay in my mind over the last couple of days. It was the first clip that I saw as I was getting ready for this week in preparation for this game. Patrick Mahomes, periodically he sits down with Nate Burleson of CBS Sports Morning he was asked a question, do you like being the hero at home or the villain on the road? Here's the answer that the quarterback of the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, gave. I-, I like to be the villain a little bit. Yeah! <laughs> but it's, yeah.
2: Me too! No,
4: yeah, it's – uh obviously it's cool at Arrowhead to be the hero um, and win the games and, and be able to host the AFC Championship trophy. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just as fun, no offense to any of my division opponents, to go to their places and win those games. And so uh, it's uh, – it's definitely, uh, it's, it both are great, but uh, even though I, I have the smile, I like being the villain sometimes. I want to begin today's conversation by passing along this message before we are joined by Andre Reid. I really want you guys as a fan base to enjoy this moment, to appreciate this moment, and also embrace this moment that you have become the villain. It's really fun to be the underdog. It's really fun to be the team that comes out of nowhere, that nobody expects, that hasn't won in a long time, and now everybody is on your side. Everybody is pushing for you. Everyone wants to see you have success. But there is an even greater feeling than that. It is the level of success that the Kansas City Chiefs have had. When we start to use the term fatigue, we only use that about teams that win all the time. We don't talk about having losers fatigue or why doesn't this team win? No, that is a term that is specifically used for teams that constantly find themselves in big moments and have success in those big moments. It is a certain level of hatred that is assigned for the greats. There is a reason why you hate the Yankees. There is a reason why you hate Duke basketball. There is a reason why you hate Kansas. It's because they win all the time. Let's be clear about this game from a nationwide perspective. No one wants Kansas City to win. We have seen over a six-year stretch with Patrick Mahomes from him being viewed as the heir apparent, as the guy that you want to see beat Tom Brady. We had seen Tom Brady play in so many Super Bowls. I don't want to see Tom play in another Super Bowl. Fast forward, a half decade later, they now feel that way about your quarterback. Hey, I want to see Lamar Jackson go to the Super Bowl. I want to see Joe Burrow. I want to see Josh Allen. I wanna see anybody else. Let's be clear. They hate the Chiefs. They hate how much you win. They hate how much they show your tight end's girlfriend. They hate that you dance and have a really good time at the games. That feeling is reserved for the winners. So as we are gonna talk about going on the road and quieting the crowd and overcoming the difficult obstacle of winning in a tough environment. I want today's conversation to be about embracing what you are. You're the champions. People are telling you that they think Buffalo is going to dethrone you, that it's Josh Allen's time, that finally your quarterback, your team has to go on the road and you have to beat the Buffalo Bills, a team that has never beaten you in these environments. Embrace this feeling. Accept this challenge of what you have before you. I think these are two really evenly matched, very talented teams. There is a reason why this game is the last game of the divisional round. It's the crown jewel. You have a surefire Hall of Famer against a probable Hall of Famer, two great fan uh, fan bases, two great franchises, two evenly matched teams playing in a big-time game. Vegas is telling you that they think Josh Allen has the advantage. We're going to talk about this over the course of today. I wonder if home field is their only true advantage in this game. I'm not talking about having the advantage at one position group, but you wouldn't trade your defense for theirs. You wouldn't trade your quarterback for theirs. You wouldn't trade your head coach for theirs. Your team has the experience of winning these games. Their team doesn't have the experience. Them being at home might be the only advantage. Listen to the injury report today for the Buffalo Bills. It's a mash unit. All right, as you guys have probably already heard from an injury standpoint, injury update standpoint, so Gabe, Taylor Rapp,
2: Christian Benford, um, Bale
3: inspector
1: all uh, are ruled out and the rest of them uh, at least have a chance to play. And, and we'll see how today and the next couple of days unfold here.
4: Kansas city is coming in as the more rested team. They are coming in as the healthier team. They are coming in with the team that has the obvious postseason experience advantage. And I am intrigued to see what Patrick Mahomes looks like when you walk into a building for the first time where everything is on the line with these stakes. He has never played a more important road game in his entire career than this one. Not any regular season game, not a game in college. This game means everything to the opposition. This is a game in which Michael Jordan goes in there and tears out the hearts of Knicks fans. It's one of those kind of games, and you have that individual on your team. I want the message today to be about embracing the challenge and embracing what you are. You are no longer the underdog. This is not 2017, 2018 anymore. No one wants to see the Chiefs advance, uh, advance. and that is the ultimate compliment that you can give a team. No one feels that way about Detroit. Great story. You used to be Detroit. No one feels that way about you. That's what success brings, and that is what constantly winning in these games gets you. It gets you being the favorite and walking into a building with a soul mindset of, I want to ruin the party for everybody here that bought a ticket to see that team win, and I want them to go home cold and upset. Coming up on the other side, we'll be joined by Andre Reed, Hall of Fame receiver for the Buffalo Bills, as we take a closer look for Chiefs and Bills in the divisional round of the AFC playoffs. That's coming up. Keep it right here. It's The Drive.
0: The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
1: Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
0: TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News.
2: In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively.
4: Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes,
0: and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
4: This is The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Welcome back into the show. Let's head to the phone lines right now to be joined by our first guest of the day. He was drafted in the fourth round back in 1985. He is a two-time All-Pro, a seven-time Pro Bowler. He is in the Buffalo Bills Wall of Fame. He also was a Pro Football Hall of Famer. Andre Reid joins us on the show today to preview Chiefs and Bills in the divisional round of the AFC playoffs. Andre, it's an honor to have you join us today. Thanks a bunch.
3: Up. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it.
4: Absolutely. Andre, one thing that really stands out to me is as passionate as Chiefs fans are, the one fan base in the country that seems as passionate as the people here are the folks in Buffalo. What is it like to play as a Buffalo Bill?
3: Well, I, you know, I'm going to be biased here. I think they are the best fans uh, in uh, in football, maybe even sports. Um, a great traveling team, they, they are – um they show up everywhere they can they'll, they'll show up on Mount Everest if there's a game up there and the Bills are playing so uh and I'm sure a lot of other fan bases you know can say that about their fan base too but um just the passion that they have and Bills Mafia and all this other stuff that's going on with them they're they're very relevant um in the league and what is it like playing in front of them it is you just know that there's going to be, you know, 70,000 fans. When I played their old Rich Stadium, where they play now, they play at Highmark. It's called Highmark. Um, there was 80,000 fans. Uh, they took about 15,000 seats out. Um, so – and then the new stadium now that's going to go up in a couple of years, a year or two, will be about sixty sixty five thousand. 65,000, you know, something similar to, um, to Allegiant Stadium there in um, Vegas. So very passionate fans. I mean, you always um, – Knew that regardless of the weather, um, they're going to be there. They're going to be there two. They're going to be there two, three days before the game, and sometimes maybe two, three days after the game, just just to be there. So I was very fortunate to fortunate to play in front of uh, you know fans like that.
4: Right now we're talking to Bill's Hall of Famer, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Andre Reid, joining us on the show today. I want to get a couple of stories from you before we really start to dissect and break down this game. Let's start with yeah. the number one story. is What's the coldest game that you've ever played in? Because I know you saw the Chiefs and the Dolphins game, and it was cold out there.
3: Yeah, those, those actually were colder. I think there was something um, comparable um, back in 1990. I think we played... Uh, We played the Chiefs, not the Chiefs, we played the Raiders twice that year. Um, We ended up, we played them in the regular season and uh, we ended up playing them in the playoffs. Uh, And that playoff game was one of the coldest uh, games, uh, maybe top five, top six coldest games at that time. You know, this is 1992. So um, I'd say it's probably, uh, probably about seven, eight degrees at game time. And then, You figure with a little wind, uh, you know, 10, 15 mile an hour wind, by the time uh, it was all said and done, you know, it's probably minus 20, minus 20 something degrees. So, playing some cold ones. Um, Never played in Kansas City in the cold, that really cold there. But, you know, watching that game last week uh, when I saw Mahomes' helmet, you know, bust wide open, um, I was like, wow, that's, uh, it's pretty cold. It was pretty cold there.
4: I have been talking a lot this week about the fact that I think this is going to be one of the more hostile environments that you can walk into. You think about the history between these two teams in 13 seconds a couple of years ago and how Buffalo fans have been thinking to themselves, hey, at some point we got to get Patrick Mahomes in this building. At some point he has to come to Buffalo, and we are days away from that being the case of the Chiefs heading out to Buffalo. What's the most hostile crowd-involved game that you played in your career?
1: Yeah,
3: I'd have to say probably Kansas City. <laughs> Kansas City fans are pretty pretty comparable on the same line as Bills fans. You know, they're not they're not Eagles fans where, you know, Eagles fans are crazy. It's not that they're crazy, but if you ever think about going to a Cowboys Eagles game, um you're you're going to see a lot of fights. <laughs> but it's not I think, you know, Chiefs and Bills fans are very, you know, again, they're very passionate about their team and they just go out and have fun. And and that's really uh, what I noticed from, you know, the Chiefs fans. Also, all the times we came to Arrowhead and played the Chiefs over the years, um, very cool fans. And one, I think one game I was there, I don't know if we won or not. I don't remember. Uh, but we came out uh, after the game in the tunnel there, and we uh, we had some Chiefs fans inviting us to their barbecues and all kinds of stuff going on. And I, I really wanted to go because there's no there's nothing better in Kansas City but than Kansas City barbecue
4: yeah right now we're talking to andre reed bills and pro football hall of famer this is actually the 30 year anniversary of the chiefs and bills playing in the afc championship game you played in that game you had four catches for 48 yards when you think back to that game what are some of your fondest memories from that afc championship game 30 years ago uh
3: 30 30 years ago that's that's my fondest memory <laughs> that was a long <laughs> time ago 30 years goes fast um uh, uh, I'm assuming you're talking about the game uh, with, with uh, Joe Montana, quarterback, right? Yep. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We ended up playing them twice that year, too, I think. Um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, anytime it was, it was really Jim Kelly versus Joe Montana. You know, Joe and Jim are iconic, uh, you know, quarterbacks during those days at that time. Um, you know, you played against uh, the late, great Derrick Thomas, and you had Deron Cherry, Lloyd Burris. Yeah. Albert Lewis, uh, um, Kevin Ross. I mean, you had a Sally Moo. You had a pretty good Chiefs defense with Neil Smith. And, um, it was really, a you know, a game, um, that, uh, you know, the fans got everything they wanted out of it. Um, so, um, that's what I remember most about it. And we jumped on them early and, uh, you know, our fans, uh, really came, uh, really were a factor, um, as far as noise and all that kind of stuff. So, um, it was, uh, it was one of those games,
4: yeah. Right now we're talking to Andre Reed. Andre, you had the opportunity to play with one of the better quarterbacks in league history in Jim Kelly, the current Bills. They have a great quarterback in Josh Allen. What similarities yeah. do you see between Josh Allen and your quarterback, Jim Kelly?
3: Well, I, it's not that there's really that close of similarities. I think they're great leaders. Um, Jim, I think, you know, Jim doesn't run the football. I think that's probably the only thing. Uh, that sticks out is is Josh is really good with his feet. And, I mean, you saw last week taking off for 52 yards and fake sliding and running away from everybody. That wasn't Jim. We just knew that that wasn't going to win the game for us. Um, They're both very – they were both very smart. Josh is a smart guy. Um, You know, one thing that they do best, they they rally behind their players. And although, you know, Josh has been – you know, bitten by the, the interception bug a lot this year and over the past five, six years. Um, it seems like he always comes out in flying colors, um, you know, to, to rectify that. Um, he's going to throw a pick or two. It's just Josh Allen. But you're going to see him make great plays, just like Mahomes makes great plays, too, of, you know, running out of bounds, almost out of bounds, throws a sidearm pass or, you know, takes off and runs for 50 yards for a touchdown. I mean, that's that's the things that Josh brings to this team and that uplifts the team. Um, every time he does stuff like that. So that's what they count on. That's what they rely on. And, and you know, on the other side, you know, Mahomes is Mahomes, too, um, making great plays. And, you know, the Chiefs, especially this year, uh, really relied on, on his leadership and relied on his ability to make plays and put, position, to put people in positions to, um, to win the game, to make plays for him.
4: Right now, we're talking to Andre Reed for a couple more minutes. Bills Hall of Famer, Pro Football Hall of Famer, played from the Bills from 1985 to 1999. Andre, one thing that I've really been stressing with this game has been controlling the turnover differential. You mentioned it with Josh Allen. You know how important that is in a game and also how important it is for Kansas City to run the ball effectively in this game and really establish things with Isaiah Pacheco. If you're looking at it from a yeah. Buffalo perspective, what do you see as the keys for a Buffalo win?
3: I think it's both. You're right on both sides of the ball. Playoff team, you know, playoff football is, is, is different. Um, the weather is always going to be a factor in, in Buffalo to a certain point. Um, both, both teams have to run the ball to establish that early. Um, and um, they got to make the plays when they're there and, um, you know, protect the ball. You know, our coach, Marv Levy, who was a former Kansas City Chiefs uh, uh, coach at one time, you know, you protect the ball, you, you protect the ball, and, um, you know, give your guys chances to make plays. And that, that's what both – you know, I'm sure Andy Reid says that too. you got to protect the ball, we got to run the ball, and we have to take the ball away. That's what Mark said. That's how you're going to win games. So uh, – and in playoff time, those things become really more important that one of those things, if you don't do, could be your demise. And, and both – I see both teams trying to establish the run early, uh, with James Cook, who had a great year, a Pro Bowl, uh, you know, Pro Bowl running back this year. Uh, they re- relied on him the last half of the season um, when things weren't going well you know, in the passing game. Um, I see Steph- Stephon Diggs being a bigger factor in this game than he has in the past, uh, you know, five six games. And um, you know, on the other side, it's going to be Travis Kelsey. How do you stop Mahomes and Travis Kelsey? Kelsey, and then Rasheed Rice is really took it off this year in the last half of the season for the Chiefs um, to give them an extra uh, you know weapon on offense and the chiefs de- defense is better than people think um, look what they did to Miami I mean Miami's number one, was number one or two I don't know in offense and they only lim- limited them to nine points so it's gonna be one of those games and one of the great games to watch it's Mahomes and, and allen and I thought that you know this rivalry is uh, these two guys going against each other is going to be a 10-year thing, just like it was, you know, Marino and Kelly and Elway and and uh, Brett Favre and all those kind of players back in the day when I played.
4: That is Andre Reed joining us on the show today, one of the best receivers in league history, two-time All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler, Pro Football Hall of Famer, joining us on the show today to take a closer look at Chiefs and Bills. Andre, it's an honor to get to talk to you. We appreciate your time. Thanks a lot for hopping on today. You got
3: it, guys. And I uh, look forward, like I said, I look forward to a real close game. I don't see anybody really taking the, the full point, the, the going forward and like, blowing it out. It's not going to be a blowout game. This is going to be a game uh, that's going to come down to the end.
4: Absolutely. That is Andre Reed joining us on the show today, one of the better receivers in the history of the National Football League. Really appreciate his time hopping on today and taking a closer look at this game. One thing that kind of makes me chuckle a little bit, and it's just very different from my feelings on this game is Rob, it's very interesting to hear every person that follows and covers Buffalo that they are just so accepting of, well, we know that Josh Allen's going to turn the ball over a couple of times, you know, like every single bills person, like none of them are, you know, like with Patrick Mahomes this year through the most interceptions, I don't really hear a lot of Chiefs fans like, well, I know Pat's going to throw two interceptions in this game. Well, if Pat throws two interceptions in this game, then the Chiefs aren't winning this game. If Josh Allen turns the ball over one or two times like he usually does, Buffalo is not winning this game. I already know that this defense is going to be able to take something away, whether it's Dalton, uh, Dawson Knox, whether it's Dalton Kincaid, whether it's Stephon Diggs, who hasn't had that all pro season the way that he typically does. If you can force Josh Allen into third and long situations and get him to turn the ball over, this is a game that I believe Kansas City will win. Coming up on the other side, we have talked a lot about how Isaiah Pacheco wasn't there for the first matchup and how that is going to be a significant difference. There is another difference with the Chiefs offense that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about. I'll tell you what it is. Keep it right here. It's The Drive.
0: The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Moore car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on
1: 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app.
2: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
4: It's over here.
2: After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to eight hundred dollars. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at TMobile.com/slash Across
1: America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. allowed 15 days qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device ineligible carrier and timely redemption required card has no cash access and expires in six months. It's one thing falling in love with a house and quite another navigating the world of negotiating mortgage lenders and finding the budget that works best for you guidance from an agent who's a realtor can make all the difference because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.
0: The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app.
4: A lot has been made about Isaiah Pacheco not playing in the last game between these two teams. And obviously that is important. I don't have to tell you how important it is that the Chiefs will have one of their most explosive players back for this game. He missed the last one. But I haven't heard too many people talk about the fact that Buffalo is also going to play a much-improved version of Rasheed Rice than they did the first time. So, Rob, here's the stats. The Chiefs played exactly 12 games before Buffalo. In those 12 games, Rice had 52 catches for 591 yards. He was fine, right? That's fine not good, not bad, not great, fine. He's a rookie. Since then, they've had five games. In those five games, she Rice has had 35 catches for 477 yards, and his two best days have been his last two games for the Kansas City Chiefs. So Isaiah Pacheco is obviously a significant upgrade for this team and the carries that you gave Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Jarek McKinnon, you now believe that those carries are going to go to Isaiah Pacheco. And the same way that you got to tackle Josh Allen, who's 6'4", 240, run downhill in those scenarios, you also got to try to tackle Isaiah Pacheco in the cold too. Neither one sound like unfun exercises. In this game, I also think that it's very important to note The Chiefs might have the best wide receiver in this game. Now, I know Stephon Diggs, and he has been an all-pro player, and he is one of the better receivers in the league. Stephon Diggs has not been that good lately. You know the last time that Diggs had over 100 yards receiving? It was October 15th. was the last time that Stephon Diggs had over 100 yards. He hasn't scored a touchdown since Thanksgiving. November 26th was the last time that Diggs got into the end zone. So we're talking about a guy who was dynamic in the early part of the season. He had over 100 yards in four of their first five games this season. So we're talking about a guy who was playing at his usual all-pro level. That's not what he's been lately. If you were going by the numbers, production, how they've been used in their offense, the Chiefs have the best wide receiver in this game. I have not heard a lot of people talk about it from that perspective, that obviously Pacheco was a difference. The chiefs also have a substantially improved wide receiver in Rasheed rice that Buffalo didn't necessarily play the first time that these two teams met a few months ago.
5: I think it's also noteworthy that he's playing his best football and he'll be going up against a very banged up secondary. Like you played the injury report from Sean McDermott earlier, a corner Christian Benford out Taron Johnson, is questionable because he's in concussion protocol. There's thought he'll get out of concussion protocol, but as of now, he's still in the protocol. Tradavius White doesn't exist. He's a made-up man. He's Fugazi. He's Pixie Dust. He's a Wazi. He's a woozy. No one's ever seen him. That's a beat-up secondary. That is not the Bills' best unit. So Rasheed Rice elevating compared to their last meeting – is one thing, but when you combine his elevation with the fact that Bill's secondary is basically nothing, that is the recipe for Rasheed Rice to get going in this game, similar to how he got going against another banged up secondary in the Miami Dolphins
4: last week. While we're talking about wide receivers, there is one person that I'm happy will not be participating in this game. I'm happy that Chiefs aren't going to see Gabriel Davis. You know what Gabriel Davis did the last time that these two teams played in the postseason? That 13 second game, Gabriel Davis had eight catches for 201 yards and four touchdowns. Now I know the Chiefs' defense isn't what it was back in that that season, but boy, Gabriel Davis was really good in that game. You know what? He's out. Just go over there on the no. it's fine. No Gabe Davis for this one. I'm happy. I'm content. So Gabriel Davis is out in this game, and also Diggs banged up, limited in practice, expected to play. So you mentioned the injuries for this team, and there are a lot of injuries on this team. Here's Sean McDermott talking about the injuries. All right, as you guys have probably already heard from an injury standpoint, injury update standpoint, so Gabe, Taylor Rapp,
1: Christian Benford, um, Bale Specter, all uh, are ruled out and the rest of them uh, at least have a chance to play, and and we'll see how today and the next couple of days unfold
4: here. You're talking about a very banged-up Buffalo Bills team that is coming into a matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. A little bit of breaking news, not that it's that surprising, but Antonio Pierce is set to be named as the next head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, I think we could have told you this. Whenever the report came out that Max Crosby was going to request a trade if they didn't hire Antonio Pierce... I think we could have known the direction that the Raiders were going to go in. So the first coaching vacancy is off the board. The Las Vegas Raiders, they're set to remove the interim tag from Antonio Pierce. It looks like he is going to remain as the head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's get back to the chiefs and their matchup against the Buffalo bills. It has been a long time since the chiefs have played in a road playoff game. In fact, I'm sure you've heard this stat. Patrick Mahomes has never played in a road playoff game in his NFL career. I'm not counting the Super Bowl. That technically is a neutral site. Alex Smith was the quarterback the last time that the Chiefs went on the road in a postseason game. I believe they went to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. I know this because I was at the game between these two teams. Me, Danny Parkins, Ben Heisler. We went to Foxboro to see the Chiefs. Well, they lost that day to the New England Patriots. But you know what? I'm here to tell you what the top song was the last time that the Chiefs went on the road in the postseason. It's been a little bit.
2: Is it too late now to say sorry? Cause I'm missing more than just you.
4: I would say every year, Rob asked me for help for a specific concert. And you never know what end of the spectrum it could be. It could be Chance the Rapper. It could be Bad Bunny. You don't know. It's a mixed bag. The first concert that Rob ever asked me, hey, can you help me? He wanted to go see Justin Bieber. You guys be letting Rob fool you. No, Rob loves pop music deep down in his core, loves Justin Bieber. He came back. He had the excitement of a 13-year-old girl. Oh, it was such a good show. He wanted to tell me all these stories. Rob, I don't care. I'm not that invested in this story. He was very excited to go see Justin Bieber. I'm like, whatever he's about to say, he's going to try to dilute what I'm saying. But I'm telling you, I saw the enthusiasm and the excitement in his face when he got to go see Justin Bieber for the first time in concert. I mean, it was a great concert. I'm not even going to lie to you. He played hit after hit after hit. I went,
5: took my then-girlfriend, now fiancé, thought, you know, she'll love it. He has a few hits. It'll be a good time. Nothing to complain about. Thanks to Carrington for helping me out. But he played every song I knew, and I was like, you know what? This is a fun time. This is an outright good time. And I walked away and think to myself, I'm a Bieber fan. If Bieber music comes on, I'm not going to turn it off because he has hits.
4: Period. In of discussion. Let me play for you guys the top movie in the country the last time that the Chiefs went on the road for a postseason game. It was on the road against the New England Patriots.
1: Wait! You may be wondering why the red suit. Well, that's so bad guys can't see me bleed. This guy's got the right idea. He wore the brown pants. Cheer the music.
4: Let's go give it to you. Rob, this was really, this might have been the peak of your life. Justin Bieber, Deadpool in theaters. I know you were just giddy. You were just thrilled. These are combining some of your favorite things. You love Deadpool. It's one of your favorite movies. We're going to get a
5: Deadpool 3 this year, and they're going to tie it into the Marvel Cinematic. I was thriving in 2016. No, you 100% were. Outside the fact that Chiefs went on the road and... We had fooled ourselves as a city into believing they could win. Outside of that moment, it was a great time for Rob.
4: The Chiefs might have had a chance in that game, but you remember Alex Smith didn't have anybody to throw the ball to in that game. Jeremy Macklin was hurt. Their number one receiver was Jason Avant. You know what you're not going into Foxborough and doing? You're not winning a game with Alex Smith and Jason Avant as your number one and number two options. That is not the winning formula for a game. I also remember Edelman was hurt, which was kind of a theme of his career, and he came back for that game and you could tell that Edelman's energy really got the crowd fired up Uh, I want to play one more thing for you guys before we get back to very serious takes about this game this was the top television show I'm gonna guess it was young Sheldon this doesn't sound like young Sheldon what show is this Rob this is Stranger Things. I've never seen this before. I am not a Stranger Things guy. It's not I'm for me. I'm actually surprised because of all the things that you like, I mean, you like Justin Bieber and you like Deadpool. I feel like Stranger Things, I mean, you could have bowled a turkey there. I'm I'm surprised you left that frame open. So you've watched Stranger Things and it just it just didn't connect with you. It just didn't register. It just, it never hit for me. It just, it never clicked. I'm not saying it's bad.
5: Just, it's, it's one of those shows that's not for me. Kudos to those who like it. Just, it's not
4: my cup of tea. Text line 913-586-7610. That was the top song, movie, and television show the last time that the Chiefs went on the road in 2016. They went on the road to take on the New England Patriots. The Chiefs had just won their first playoff game in a long time. Nile Davis, they went down to Houston and win. The next week, they played against the New England Patriots, and they lost that day and were eliminated from the postseason. Those were some of the top things in pop culture the last time that that had happened. Rob, let me give you two X factors that I have for this game. I got two X factors for you. Now, I know you're going to laugh at these X factors, but this is why. I'm going to give you one offensive player because we already know who the keys are between Isaiah Isaiah Pacheco, Rasheed Rice, and Travis Kelsey, you need at least two of those three guys to play well. If we are talking about only one of them had a good game, something probably went wrong for the Chiefs offensively. So I'm not going to give you one of those three guys because that seems very obvious. All right, I don't know if I can narrow it down to to one person. So I'm going to give you two possible options. I think they are going to need another wide receiver, or pass-catching threat in this game. And I'm thinking about who those players could potentially be. I'll give you Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the passing game and them using him as more of the Jarek McKinnon role. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is just going to have a role in this offense. He's necessarily not always the most effective player. I mean, last week he had eight touches for 26 yards and had a fumble, but they are going to use Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. In the second half of the season, he actually was kind of viable in the pass game. I mean, against Buffalo earlier this year, he had two catches for 29 yards. Could they get a scenario where, like the game against Las Vegas, he had three catches for 42 yards, and Rice has a normal day, Travis Kelsey has a normal day, and they're looking for that third pass catching option, and Clyde Edwards-Helaire is that person. Another player I will give you on the offense is Justin Watson. I don't think Justin Watson necessarily is going to have a big day for the Chiefs on Sunday, and his over under on yards is 19 and a half. I don't think that's going to be the case. But I think we all know on third down, he is one of the more reliable options that this team has. And you can already see the big play or two that Justin Watson is going to make. Rice is covered, maybe Kelsey is covered. Mahomes is running around, scrambling, trying to find somebody open. He throws it down the field. And, well, what do you know? Justin Watson makes one or two catches in this game. He has two catches for 32 yards. They're really big catches that extend a drive and keep the chains moving. On offense, I'm going to give you two possible X factors because I think they're going to need another pass catcher to emerge. Let's say that Rasheed Rice has 57 yards in this game and Travis Kelsey has 80 yards. Someone else is going to have to step up and make a play or two. I think those are two of the possible options for the offense.
5: I am stunned that Clyde edwards is on this list. I think you're right. Another pass catcher going to have to arise. You're going to need more than just two options in the passing game. You just are. It's the NFL. I'm not saying the Bills can shut down both Rice and Kelsey, but it's not going to be the Rice and Kelsey show the way it is last week against Miami. But Clyde Edwards-Helaire is a surprising pick to me, and because this show, more than any show in the city, maybe had him cut by this time last season. The minute he did the fashion show into the parade, this show thought, oh, he's done. And now fast forward, I guess, 12, 10, 11 months, whatever the timeline you're saying, he could be an X factor. He has not been good this season. He just hasn't. In the rush game, he's been bad. And when he's on the field, I think everyone on earth knows they're not running because he's been bad. I don't know that a player that is so predictable when they're on the field can be an X factor. If you're not some sort of star player, I'm stunned by your CEH pick.
4: Let me give you somebody on the defensive side of the ball. And maybe this one will really catch you off guard as a possible X factor. I think we know that they're going to have to get pressure on the quarterback. So, Chris Jones, George Karloftis, Charles Aminu, who has actually been really good over the last like eight weeks for the Chiefs. Charles who has been one of the better pass rushers in the league if you're just looking at like the raw numbers the last two months or so. I'm going to give you Mike Edwards as a possible option. This is why. You know that I've been preaching turnover differential you and I both know that Josh Allen is going to give you one or two opportunities. If you don't believe me, almost every bills person that we talked to this week believes at some point, Josh Allen is going to turn the ball over. It's about failed drives. And that's one of the things about Josh Allen. Like he'll he'll turn the ball over, but more often than not, it's down the field. He has the deepest
3: depth of turnover in the NFL. He throws down the field on a third and long, or he throws down the field on a fourth and whatever. So, you know, whether it's an arm punt, it's a phrase that we've used around here a little bit. There are the careless Josh turnovers, and then there are the ones where it's like, all right, well, whatever. He threw a 38 yards down the field on third down and got picked off. Not going to really worry about it too much. So uh, Josh playing smart and not making the big, big mental mistakes, we can live with the turnover here or there. We, we've, we've come to totally accept it because it's the only way he
4: knows how to play. A turnover here or there, in my opinion, is what could get the Bills eliminated from the postseason. Same thing for the Kansas City Chiefs. Last week, Mike Edwards caught an interception. You were going to have one or two opportunities in this game. The only quarterback, the only player in the league this year that had more turnovers than Josh Allen was Sam Howell. We're talking about a guy who's an elite quarterback, a guy who people think is the second, third best quarterback in the league, and he's turning the ball over like a fifth-round rookie or fifth-round second-year play, second year player who I don't even think is going to be a starter in the NFL next year. Kansas City only had 18 takeaways as a team. Buffalo this year had 30. Buffalo is a defense that goes out there trying to take the football away, causing disruption with that defensive front, forcing a fumble, tipping a pass, creating an interception. You remember in the first game? Remember that interception at the at the D-line? Mahomes, it was on the first drive. He throws it up there and I can't remember the top of my head, but one of the defenders for Buffalo made an incredible play at the line of scrimmage and intercepted the ball. They won the turnover differential that day. I really think the Chiefs are probably going to need to force one turnover to win this game. Who is somebody that can create that turnover or be the beneficiary of that turnover being created? I'm going to give you an X-Factor of Mike Edwards playing a little safety corner for this team as a possible X-Factor for the Chiefs.
5: I have an X-Factor on defense. but I don't know if it counts as an X-Factor. And maybe this is nerdcore football, deep cut stuff. And we got 90 seconds left in the segment, so I as well bring it up. Does Nick Bolton count? Because you and I both know the way the Bills won the first game, other than a massive Chiefs penalty, is they ran, the, they ran James Cook in passing patterns and attacked Nick Bolton play after play after play. They forced the Chiefs linebacking corps to cover in space, and they didn't. They did a bad job of it for at least a half. Is it fair to say Nick Bolton is an X factor? Because if he does a good job in the passing game, slowing down Kincaid, Knox, and Cook, and can help spy Josh Allen, that can take away a lot of the things the Bills want to do. I know he's a pro bowler, but let's be honest, he did not have as good a year this season as last. Is Nick Bolton a fair answer for X factor?
4: I think so, absolutely, especially in this game when he was a little bit banged up and hobbled in the last game and what his usage is going to be. I mean, this is a team that I would say, I mean, I would say the next two weeks, if they end up playing Baltimore in the second round, if they end up advancing, both teams end up advancing. They're playing the two teams that probably challenge you the most at linebacker with the run pass capability from Josh Allen. Same thing for Lamar Jackson. I think Mark Andrews is going to play next week for the Baltimore Ravens, not getting ahead of yourself, but I think these two teams really, really challenge how good your linebackers are, how good they are in spy coverage, how good they are of, protecting running backs out of the backfield. I think this is one of a one of the tougher tests that you could possibly have for the linebacker group. Coming up on the other side, we're going to be joined by Ben Heisler. And before we're joined by him, I want to tell you guys that of all four of the divisional round matchups, what the most popular bet is on the board regarding a player props. And I think it's going to surprise you. I'll tell you what it is. Keep it right here, Sir Drive.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,